0: This week, I would like to talk about a topic that many people asked me: What does it mean when we say in Chabad? It's known as saying good and said good." Think good, and things will turn out well. Someone asked me that uh, he's going through a horrible, horrible situation, and unfortunately, his child is extremely sick. And says to me, "I always think good." And uh, you know, like so. Let me explain something very important about Emuna in B'tochan. I want to start from scratch. You know, this we spoke about this once. Emuna. We believe that Hashem created the world. You all believe this we also believe Hashem gave us the Torah. But there's another thing that we all believe, which is the foundation of Yiddishkeit, that Hashem is involved with us. As in the secular world tried to say, he went to play golf. No, he's with us all the time in this silly things. Sometimes people ask me, you really think, someone asked me, do you really think Hashem is involved? Who should win the lottery? I said, yes, he meant you not. <laughs> you know, so he's involved in every detail of your life and who you meet, who you don't meet, who's going to give you a good time, who's going to give you a hard time, who are your cousins, your siblings, your neighbors. everything is the Das Goha. everything Hashem watches, makes happen. and it's it's a long, long discussion, but it is clear that Rabanna Lotari says that Raam explains, this is the foundation of being a Jew: is to know that everything is ba'shed. That's that's the yisodai this, that you know. If I woke up this morning with a cold, it was ba'shed that way. Why I don't know; I'll never know. But that's how it is: it's ba'shed. So that's in a most simple way. So the question is: what does Bitochen mean? That doesn't mean a person is boiteach. Beteach means, which is misunderstood by many people, because many people say, if I have everything will be good. But the word betochen means, I rely on Hashem. I have to do mine. I have to do my ishtadlis. I have to nurse my cold. I have to know, it's in the hands of Hashem, how long my cold is gonna last, how, long is, how, how annoying it's gonna be to me, or not annoying. That we have to do ours and rely that Hashem is gonna make it work. Sometimes you take medication, it doesn't work. Sometimes you do, and it does work. So what what's really what we have to rely in Hashem that he's ta- he is, he means the best and he'll do for whatever is best for us. So the means it's like having, feeling Hashem is taking care of you. But I have to be responsible, I have to take care of myself. I cannot sit back and say, money is gonna come down through the chimney. I have to go out and make I have to, you know, get a job, cook the food, do what I need to do, and rely that Hashem will help me that things are gonna work out. That's you you rely in Hashem. That was Betocha I mean. And there's levels of levels you know, that you really, you, the, the more you connect to Hashem, the more you think about Hashem, the more you rely on Hashem, the more betochen you really do have. You do have much more betochen. But then there's a part which is true. Nebuchadnezzar Shlo- says in Tillam, Ha-beteach ba-Hashem, if a person has betochen Hashem, shem chesed yeso It's in chapter 32 in Tehillim. "A ba-Hashem, if you really have betochen Hashem. shem kindness, itself, that means you would have better help if you would have not have relied on Hashem. Doesn't mean you're not going to have problems in life. And I, I always like to bring this up about David the Melech. we learn from David the Melech. He talks about it. He's so proud. He keeps on saying, I have full faith in Hashem and I rely on Hashem all the time. Dovah Melech was very expressive in him, If you ever read Tillam in, in, in the English translation, you see he's incredibly expressive. My faith is in him, and I rely on him, and I'm proud that I rely on him. And he's one of the things we learn from Dovah Melech. Tell him that you're allowed to be very proud that you have betochen. You, you should be very proud that that's your level. But if I would describe you Dovah Melech's life, it will be frightening. Dovah Melech, Felt abandoned at birth. He turned out he was a djinji. And they abandoned him. I have a son, Zelsebach Hashem, wonderful son, was a djinji. But for some reason, it's a long, complicated marriage, but he says, Dovid says, My father mother abandoned me. In I'm 27, you can look it up, it says, my father and mother abandoned me. Many interesting explanations, but he felt it as a young child. When Dovah the Melech grew older, so the famous story was Shmuel came to crown one of the children of Yishai. Dovah was the son of Yishai. He was told that he has to crown one of the children of Yishai. He came to the house of Yishai, and the sons lined up, and Hashem says, not this one, not this one. Seven t- sons he lined up, and Hashem says to Shmuel and Navi, none of them, I want them to be king. So, Sh- Shmuel asks, Shisha, you have no other son? Yeah, he's a hippie out there in the pasture. No. Him? He, hey, I know if you want, I'll bring him. Imagine, like, they held he's the loser. Yeah? He, you know, plays music, he writes poems, and he's uh, busy talking to Hashem. He's out in the fields. That's it. I mean, imagine the novice coming to your town, the old town has an uproar. Everyone comes home. But him, he's pushed to the side. He was taking care of the sheep. So you see how the Malach, from the beginning of his life, doesn't, didn't have that great, good feeling about himself, as they would say. And to make things, once he became king, Shoal tried to kill him a dozen times, and almost was successful. And with a hair breath, he survived, more than once. And finally he became king, and things quieted down, he think things were quiet. Then he has a son who rapes his daughter. The son rapes his sister. Amnon raped Tamar. So another brother comes, takes revenge, bludgered Amnum to death. Then why? That was Avasholim. Then Avasholim later rebelled against his father, tried to kill him, and raped ten of his wives. You know how? On top of a roof in front of everyone. I mean, it's horror. It belongs to a horror movie, someone told me in English, they say. It's, it's horrible. You think Do the Melech didn't tract good? He didn't think good? Look at how how troubled he went. That does not mean what many people say, that if I think good, things are gonna be well. No, you have to rely on Hashem, and Hashem runs the world, and had to go through this for reasons that we know, reasons we don't know. None of us really know why the road we are traveling. None of us know why do we go through this pain, that pain, why, you know, this child, or a neighbor, or a spouse, or whatever. We have, we, we all of us in humans have pain. Everything is custom made. It's exactly the way Hashem custom made it. But, if you are going through a tough time, and you think negative, things are not gonna work out. Things are gonna become more difficult. You know, you could invite you know what that means? You could invite negative things to come to you. You could invite happy things, you could invite. The Zoe says if you walk around depressed, you invite negative vibes into yourself. And things were, bad things could happen to you, meaning to say didn't have to happen, could have happened much easier, differently. And if you walk around happy, you do invite more positive things to yourself. So when when, when they say, means don't walk around thinking the world is coming to an end. You know, there are people, I've there's a name for it, who always walk around thinking the world is coming to an end. You know what I mean? Um, I always have a story to say about this. I knew a young man who used to think, think about this all the time. He used to, you know, I remember when he was young, he would tell me, you know, the papers, the world is coming to this end, and the whole, this is going to collapse. This is going about 25 years ago. And the, community, the whole, and the whole community over here is going to collapse. And then the economy, he was always busy. The world is, you know, I tried to tell him not that way. My, my, whatever I told him didn't work. Lo and behold, he got married to someone the opposite of him. And who said, no, she's a very positive lady. After I met him a few years, all Oliver, he doesn't talk that way. His wife changed them. Sometimes wives do have the power, totally changed them, and he started looking at the world in a much more positive way. But the truth is, but if you look in the negative way in the in, the, in the world, that itself invites negativeness. Eev said this, there's a famous in here. the thing that I afraid I was a f- terrified about, your yes, so you came to me. If a person thinks the bad thing is a come time, you could invite the medesadim, in, which would sometimes didn't have to happen, but it's also bashed. But it doesn't mean just because I walk around thinking good, thinking everything is gonna work out, my life is gonna to be today sweet and no headaches, everything is gonna work, every client is gonna pay the bill, and my cold is gonna disappear, and. Uh, that all my headaches, it, it will never be that way. That's very childish thinking. This is, this is very important because I've met people who suffered, who walked around thinking this way. You know, this week someone told me that he thought that uh, things are going to work out so well because he always thinks so well. No, it doesn't. No. Not always. You know, it's, it's, we have to be positive. You have to know that Hashem is running the world. That would help us the challenge of life. I always tell people that if you walk around happy, the load of life is easy to carry. And I've said the story once that my, she's 18 already, and uh, she was 11 years old. She came home and told, tried to convince me she needs a new knapsack. And I understood that some of her friends got a new one. That's why she needs a new one. And she's explaining to me that... Uh, you carry the books better and the water better and it goes much easier. And I said to her, I got it. She was thought I was gonna get it for her. I said, No. I told her, I understand now. Finally, what you telling me that such an keeps the load of your books good. You know what keeps the load easy? If you're happy. If you're happy, your load of life is easy to carry. The unhappy, the same unhappiness, you will not be able Tolerate the load of life. This week's Pasha, I, I explained something very, very interesting. It says in the Pasha that Moshe yesterday convinced his father in law, Moshe, that he cannot be the judge alone because there is, uh, you know, we are not able to do the job. So he pointed I love him, you know, a judge of a thousand, judge over a hundred, judge over fifty, judge over ten. Every ten people had a judge. Can you imagine how much bickering was going on? Imagine if every ten people need a judge, this place, you know, LA would be flooded with the Diana. Every ten person needed a judge. Later in the bottom, the first rebuke he tells Khalisol, he says to them, Echu the famous word eichu, but you know what he says? Eichu es." how can I carry, the load, brivchem, you're bickering. And, and he says, at the point, nu da what, you know, so there were bickering. Is that so terrible, that you say eichu? The famous eichu you say, about that. See, the, that was the first symptom that you're so unhappy and you're down is when you bicker on the five cents. So if you're very happy, something small happens, yeah, okay, so he took the money. You you have to remember, in the desert, they didn't have a headache to make a panasa. That man, the best food you can imagine, that water, that nanakuvits, that, you know, there was no pressure. I, you know, I have to make a panasa, because why? Because uh, the man has to, there was no, the pressure of making panasa didn't exist. So I always wonder what there was bickering about. But if you're unhappy, you bicker about anything. You get you'll get home and someone doesn't greet you nicely. You could have said nicer to me, good morning. You know, anything. Anything, you know. So on, the, the sign that Claudissa was unhappy was the fact that they needed so much judges. And the unhappiness. One thing led to another. There was a chet meraglem, chet o'egel. This one thing led to another thing. Because you're truly happy. You These things don't take so much room. There are cases, of course. Someone is really out there to rip you off. There's nothing to talk about. But when you, if you need someone to judge, it means there were small items they were arguing. You know what I mean? The, they were always bickering on the, on the five cents and the ten cents and the things that, you know... Uh, so, as she says, they were even bickering about Shalom You know what I mean? Uh, the, the, the judges had to be involved in that too. So, the truth is, when you're happy, these things don't bother you. Much less. You carry life much easier. When you're unhappy, a tiny cold could make you feel horrible or... The car doesn't start. You feel that the world is, you know, again my car doesn't start. Or again this has to happen to me. You get so angry and frustrated. So the happiness carries the load easier. But doesn't mean you're not going to have the problems. That's why when people think think good and things are going to work out good, it's not true. Do the Malach had a life of hardship of hardships. I don't wish anyone such a life. I mean, really, really, we put things in perspective. My wife should be well, and the doctor told you know what part of the side effects of the medication is the stomach problems. So the doctor tells him, thank Hashem, that that's the problem is the stomach. This irritates the stomach. You put things in my, if you don't have if you didn't have a heart transplant and you have a stomach bite, think the world is coming to an end. Yeah, your stomach is bothering you, and this is bothering you. But if you realize, you know, you're living, so it's annoying. The medicine is annoying, yeah, it is. He said to her before the start of the medication, this medication is a real nu- a nuisance on the stomach. But if, but if a person everything is going good and he has stomach, I gotta find the best GI and best doctor and because. That's Unfortunately, when we don't put things in perspective, every small thing also becomes big. But if you're happy, it's not such a a big thing. So when a person's true, as I began, if you really think about good things, you don't invite negative things into yourself. If you walk around depressed and angry, and foul language, so, so on and so forth, that causes the truth is that will cause a person uh, negative things to be invited. If a person just, you know, things annoy us and things does not work our way, and you don't have to get so angry. So, how do you develop this? The only way that I know this you could be developed is by taking time for yourself and talking to Hashem. I really want to encourage all of you take time. Tanya you know the time you said a person should meditate an hour a day. So someone tells me the other day you know nowadays you can't do it. I told them, you know there are a bunch of people living in India who meditate days long. It's just how you train your mind. you know you could train, it's like a marathon. If I would run around this room properly I'll be exhausted. I'm, uh, but uh, some of the community ran the 26 mile uh, marathon. She's 50 years old. I said, how did you do it? Well, Rabbi, I practiced a year. I mean, it wasn't that I woke up more money. I was going to do it. Same as your mind. You could, your mind is muscles. You can teach your mind to be focused. And the more you do it, the more you're able to begin. And you do it, and it's the most richest thing you can do for yourself. If you talk to Hashem and you say to him, here, this is my life. I would love to be closer to you. And there are many things that bother me. That doesn't let me get close to you. And many things are really troubling. But Hashem wants us to talk to him about it. Hashem didn't have, the others didn't have children. For, uh, you know, Hashem wants us to daven. He loves when we daven to him. I like to always say this. Just like mothers love when the children come home. I have a mother, Baruch Hashem, she's a halka survivor, Baruch Hashem, Hashem, she help her live long. She is very old. Um, but she she misses that. We should, I should catch to her and tell her my problems. Like, well, she's still a mom. He wants us to talk to him. Then I call my mom. I don't want to tell her what's going on with the grandchildren, great-grandchildren. She needs the headache. She says, I do need the headache, she tells me. That in reality, it's, I don't know if it's the best thing, but Kar Havdul, the Rebbe wants us to come to Him. Sometimes the Gemara says the Rabban sends us tests because He wants us to turn to Him. The whole reason the pain is sometimes, sometimes not, but sometimes Chazal say that's the only reason you have that pain. Hashem wants you to turn to Him. And the truth is, when you turn to Him, it's great because you realize. He's the one who's making life work. He's the one that makes the goods and the bad. And I have to tolerate this, and he is in charge, and he listens to you, and he knows about it. And he, when you talk to him, you invite him into yourself. It's like sitting with you. Someone's not well. Just by sitting at the bedside, it, it makes them feel better. It doesn't But, but we have to, we have to daven, that's the reason. says we have to daven, not go to, it's a, it's a nice thing to go to a tzaddik, but we also have to daven to Hashem. That's where the whole tillim was made. Every person with their problem should sit down, that's the main thing of Shema Kaleini, the main thing of davening every day, is we turn to Hashem. It's a nice thing that we go to a tzaddik, Dingmullah says, because he has better connections. That Hashem wants you to daven too. That's the whole tefillah, whole davening was done this way. Let me let me start from scratch. Before the Anshik Nesak Doila, the beginning of the Baha'i Sheni, every person davened every day whatever was on their heart. That's what they did. And then, what happened was people did not know how to articulate the prayers. The Ramam learns because when they came back from Bavel. They picked up different languages and nothing, they did not speak one language clear. So the Ghazal made the Shem and But wanted, you know, and the Shem and everything. Forgive me and like send, send her a full Give me Panosa. You know, gather us. Listen to our prayers. Hashem wants you to pray to him. So this is what you call talking to Hashem? Talk are yeah, talking to Hashem, but if you do... No, just sit down and what's on your heart, the language that you think in, you think in English, or you think in Russian. I don't know. I think if you're thinking English what whatever language you see, I thinking Yiddish, so I speak Yiddish, to Hashem. So I, the way you think, you just sit down and you just tell Hashem, this is going on in my life. Let it be let it be a cold, a silly, annoying cold. Let it be a major thing. Let it be that the, the, the children or the grandchildren or yourself or your business. And just say, Hashem, now that I quetched to you, I tell him I want you to make me feel closer to you. That's the greatest thing you could do. Besides the regular davening. Besides the regular davening. Because when you talk from your heart, you invite Hashem into you. When we daven, all that comes to our mind is all our problems. Ever notice, when you start davening, you remind yourself about everything you didn't take care of. You remind yourself about we men, about what we men have to do, and the ladies have to, the, the laundry was not done. Everything that you have to do. That's the sahara. When you sit down, that's, that's why davening is extremely challenging. Because when we start davening, it does come into our mind all different thoughts. And it's very hard, you know, you have to discipline yourself to focus. When you talk to Hashem, it is, you're just saying what's on your heart. So you get connected much easier. You don't, you know, it's a a, a powerful connection. But it's true, coming back to your question, the Torah wants us to ask Tzadikim to daven first, but Hashem wants you to daven. Now, maybe not enough. Okay. <laughs> but what, you know what it does? When you daven and you talk to Hashem, you you come to the realization that Hashem is running the world. See, because all day long, as we go out in life, we get distracted. Life is the distraction. You have to figure out. I have to do this today. This I have to do today. I have to, you know, it. You don't think about all the. Oh, Hashem is going to help me. You know, you just do. We just do. But if you in the day beginning of the day, I love to do it because then you sort of connect to Hashem. You invite him into your mind, and all day long. Oh, I hope uh, Hashem is going to help me. This should. Uh, this my shdalness of doing this should work out. Because when you talk to Hashem in the language you think, it comes from the depths of your heart. But we know Hashem and Esra, it, what comes into our mind is all our problems. A, there was a famous rabbi who was asked once, he asked, asked the, the, the son of the devil Someone asked him a very complicated question about a deal that he made with someone. We have to t- go back to tell him. Very complicated. Who who does it really belong? And uh, He sat down and he, he looked up the Shekhar and he says, you don't have to tell him you keep it. He says, Rabbi, if he's going to realize he's going to come and give me a lot of trouble, he's going to give me in. He says, you know, this guy was a secular Jew and he tells him he doesn't daven. So he says, what does davening have to do? When do you remind yourself about your things? Well, of davening. he's a secular Jew, he doesn't davening. he's not going to remind himself he's not going to give you trouble but we remind, we remind ourselves often in the middle of davening Ah, oh, I see myself now, even sometimes in the middle of meditation the Itzara comes and says got it, now I have to do this during the day when I'm doing silly things, he doesn't come to me take care of this and take care of this at Shamanasa, all of a sudden comes, you got to remember to take care of this see Part of the Yetzirah is the biggest fight of, I explained this more than once, there's Yitzhahara, we have bad urges. There's Yetzirah, we have bad character traits. Then there's Yetzirah who doesn't want us be connected with Hashem. I don't want you to have a relationship with Hashem. I've said this often, but someone told me, I said it in public, someone tried it out. Young guy told me he tried it out. I've told people he asked someone how's your relationship with your wife. Young people today are not ashamed to ask that. But he asked how's the relationship with Hashem. They look at you. He told me he tried it out with his friends. He and they were sitting, they eating, and he says, "How's your relationship with Hashem?" They really thought he's not well. <laughs> told me, someone came over to him. Are you going through a tough time? You know. <laughs> They thought that he is uh, suffering from the depression, or whatever you name it. Because that's, they are from people. But having a relationship with Hashem, you know, it's, it's not even really a taboo topic. It means that something is not right with you. And this is, is so important. Hashem wants us to be close to him. That's the main thing. He wants you to be madly in love with him. He wants you to be on your Even married people, you know, not always do my wife wants me to love her, but she wants me when I go shopping to think about her. You know, I mean, you didn't think about me when you did this? And we feel the same way the vice versa. How come you didn't think about me? She wants us to think about him. You should be part of our life. and That happens when you take time for yourself. And you should know when you do it, your life is so much more peaceful. And the reason is simple, because the headaches and the disappointments that we have about life and the hurt and the pain has a place to be. Oh, Hashem wanted it. I wanted one way. Obviously, Hashem thinks it's not good. Not always do we know why. Sometimes we'll never know in this world why this didn't turn out the way I wanted. Why for someone else it did turn out? Sometimes we do know. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes, most often we don't. Most often we go through a pain and we have no idea how to connect the thing. But once you see, but well, there is a creator who watches me, who takes care of me. Who wants me? We all woke up this morning. You are wanted. I always tell that to myself. It's a great feeling. Many people didn't wake up this morning. You know, we are all different ages over here. Many people who are exactly your age did not wake up this morning, from young to old. So obviously, Hashem wants us, He wants us to engage in this world which He created. It's really his world. We are just here, you know, we have no, we think we're in control. I, vey vey, we have absolutely zero control. No one could tell you what's gonna happen today. No one. You might have a blissful day, you might be, have an aggravated day, you might have some, who knows? Because once you feel, the more you feel about that, Life becomes so much sweeter, so much tolerant, so much enjoyable. See, once you think about it, you think good. There's a reason I'm awake this morning to have another day to live. I know it's not so sunny today, Sunday, but it's still Sunday. You're going to have a day to live. It's up to you how to make your life today, not up to anyone. Not up to your spouse, your friends, your neighbors, the cold, the not cold you have. No, no, it has to do on you. Can I make my day great? Yes. I've said this more than once that, it's already a long time, 25 years ago, almost already, I took my children to Disneyland. I wasn't feeling well. They're all young, and I dropped them off. And I said, I'm going to stay outside. And I realized there's a huge sign, the happiest place on earth. You ever saw that sign? And I was watching people come in, and there was no one smiling. The happiest place on earth. Mostly I saw people all, you know, stressed. The children taking the lunch. And there's the only ones that were smiling if it was a boy and a girlfriend going on a date. That was about the only one that was smiling. The rest was so tensed up. But the truth is, Disneyland is not the happiest place on earth. It's a fantasy. And since then, I've asked this. A lot of mothers, and they tell me it is. Every time they well, think of going, they think about what I spoke about. <laughs> that you know. the truth is, it's what you make out of it. You can have the happiest day on earth in a sandbox. Or just sitting and reading. Nothing to do. It's what you make yourself your day happy. That comes. The more you believe in Hashem, the more you realize that Hashem is running the world. The more you talk to Him, the more you make it real. The more you realize, you know, whatever I have is from Hashem. And life really becomes. I must say to you, the more you do it, you'll see. Life becomes sweet. Because why? I always think to myself, we are so lucky. I, I've said this story. In 1981, a Russian people come. From Moscow, right, right next door to us. She was the only one who spoke English a little bit. And she told me, every day, I used to, I lived in Spalding in Clinton. Every day she'd walk from there to 3rd Street, where I think uh, Best Food is called. What is it called? Best Food? Uh, whole Food. Whole Food, um, that's... Uh, Third and the uh, Fairfax, and there used to be a small, I used to a supermarket, I forgot which one. Ralph's used to be there, and she would come and just look around, in the beginning she could not believe that this is true, there's so many different food. So she told me the first few days, every morning she just could not believe it. there's so many different, syrup. first she thought it was fake. It was drilled in, and this can't be five different apples. How could you have five different apples? So beginning, she thought it was fake, and then she realized it wasn't. And then she just, this was a museum for her, and, and, and she was so happy. I mean, I remember she was describing to me, unfortunately, there's not just one channel on TV, there's no nonsense. You know, this was important. The first thing they got themselves was a Zenith TV, they didn't have beds, but that's what they got. And she was beginning, she was like, enjoyed, then you know. You know, Chabad tried to make him from. It was not so successful. They moved to the valley. One day, she calls me up, and she sounded like every other American who was quetching She was. She, she moved into a neighborhood and it's becoming a Latino neighborhood. And she was so upset, and she painted an apartment and she put money in and she was quetching like oh, an American. Beginning, she was she just couldn't believe it. She just could not believe the wealth. That everyone can have a car. You know, 1981, right? The car only had the ones who, who were the Communist Party. Uh, they couldn't have a car. It says, we are so blessed that it's amazing. We're amazing. Describe to someone that one day, are you going to, you know, try to people who had horses one day you'll get into a car and I'm gonna to go to San Diego. It takes about a week to get to San Diego. I'm gonna do it in two hours. The guy doesn't know what you're talking about. It's a box. And you know what? If it's gonna be cold outside, I'm gonna have a heater inside. He thinks you'll probably make a fireplace in the car. I can't imagine. And if it's gonna be very hot outside, there'll be a cooling system. The guy thinks you probably put some ice into the car. And I'm going to have a 15 band playing music, whatever music you want. You want classic, you want chassidis, you want, uh, I forgot the, what the young people like, bang-bang music, whatever it's called, whatever you want. I can't imagine how you're going to have 15 people playing a band. What, you know, people to listen to music, they have to travel far away to get to a city and to go to a concert and... And we, you know, whatever you want. That doesn't, see, but all this comfort doesn't make us happy. Because we're going to catch. Well, the CD is not so clear. There's a crack on it. Or it's not, you know, when the children were young, we we're going on a trip and they were arguing. Why did you get that CD? Why didn't you get it? Be happy we have music playing. No, 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 no. There wasn't the music I really wanted. I wanted the other tape. Because when you're unhappy, you're gonna find things to be unhappy about. So the more you take Hashem into your life, the more you realize the more you enjoy life. It's very, very important. And it doesn't mean that everything is going to be good. Trach good does not mean that from now on, no headaches, no disappointments. Yes, we'll have headaches today, we'll be disappointed. There were things that are going to annoy us. The question is how to put things in perspective. Of course, life has its challenges. But it depends how you react, you put things in perspective. So, I didn't get a phone call that I expected, or, uh, or I woke up with an annoying cold. Yeah, you know, you we can make it, you, I could make, we, you know, t- young children make a federal case. You know, I mean, raising children, anyone who has children knows <gasps> I have a cold. I cannot go to school. <laughs> you know, I have to stay home. But you don't have fever, but I'm not feeling good. I feel so sick. You know, children are children. Children are children. that said they they talk. But, but as adults, we know we know. Just it's annoying, or whatever. Your your toes hurting you, or whatever. Or sometimes it's bigger. So that's the closer you are to Hashem, the able to handle the problems. Major problems need major attention. Even a cold needs an attention. So, big part of your happiness comes the more you believe in Hashem, because then you know. Oh, wait! This is exactly how Hashem prescribed. Can you imagine if you would have, you would have had a CD and would have said, "Someday this and this would happen to you." This Hashem is telling you. Oh, He said it to me, "It's exact." Oh, it would be so easy to accept will be so you know. Imagine you you, you you saw the CD and Hashem said to you, and Tushi and Aindala, these and these things are going to happen to you. Oh, it's so comforting. It is extremely comforting. It's exactly what Hashem prescribed. But the challenge is we don't know what's going to be. Hashem doesn't want to tell us. Our challenge is when it's happening to know it's exactly what Hashem prescribed for us. So, as I tell you Sunday, walk around smiling. Fake it. Yeah, you have to fake it till you make it. And besides your smiling, take time for yourself. We all have time. Start with five minutes being alone. Gotta turn off your cell phone. It's dangerous to sell. And alone, and you sit and say, it's me and Hashem. And tell him from the small to the big. And tell him, I would love to get close to you. My life is just busy taking care of the Gashmias. I would love to get much closer to you. So I hope all of you, would, uh, hope you take my challenge. And I hope you smile, because you see, when you do smile and you act happy, life becomes much easier to live really does. Okay.